ton to this program and a ton to each other. This game's about making it perfect. Turn it. Turn it. Turn it. Turn it. Turn it. Packing their bags the way that you just did. A bunch of kids that love this place. It snapped over their head. We took zero out of the portal. They all love it here. And to the ten. To the five. And he's good. This university and these kids, they practice their butt off for two. No. To the ten. To the five. And he's good. You hunted them, coach. Congratulations. Thank you. Good dogs. Between the Hedges is sponsored by Sarah the Wax Boss for Sensi. You have a hair lady, nail lady, and possibly a massage lady. But do you have a wax lady? They are more than just warmers and wax cubes. Our products range from inside your home to outside in your car and even on your pets. Go to our website and slide down to the bottom to our sponsors section and check them out. Sarah the Wax Boss for Sensi. Good morning, Between the Hedges fans. I hope you are having a great Wednesday. It's hump day, everyone. We had some great tamales for dinner last night, and I hope you all had a great night as well. We have a great show in store for you guys today. Don't forget to follow us on the podcast and turn your notifications on. That way you guys will stay up to date with all of the podcast episodes and all of the latest news on our boys in Athens. Check out our website. You can go ahead and click on that link down below in the descriptions. And when you get there, you can send us a message. Don't forget, you can also email us at betweenthehedgespodcast at gmail.com. Also, you can call and leave a message. Our number is 706-389-0770. Also, don't forget to give me some thoughts for you guys' uh, cool football party ideas. I'm still waiting on that as well, too. My Georgia versus Florida party is coming up very soon, and I need some ideas on what's a cool party and what do you guys do, so let me know. Let's get the podcast going. Between the Hedges is brought to you by Dog Swap. If you love custom frames, then you're going to love their designs. Dog Swap has all sorts of custom frames, from Sports Illustrated to photos and more. Go to our website and scroll down to our sponsors section and click Dog Swap and get your one of a kind custom sports frame today. Welcome back to Between the Hedges, everyone. Our first topic for this morning is an update on Brock Bowers. Dog Nation's Connor Riley wrote Georgia coach Kirby Smart offered up his first public thoughts on star Georgia tight end Brock Bowers. The junior had tightrope surgery on Monday after sustaining a high ankle sprain in the team's win over Vanderbilt. Bowers leads the team in receptions, receiving yards, and touchdown receptions. The key is we're trying to get him back healthy, Smart said. There is no timeline for when he comes back to play. The timeline is when he's healthy, and I don't think you could put a timeline on it because historically there's been guys that came back really fast and guys that have come back really slow. Each one is different. Smart did not offer up a timeline on possible return for Bowers. He is expected to miss anywhere from three to six weeks with the injury. Smart added that Bowers is in great spirits and wanted to get the surgery done as soon as possible. Brock Bowers is great. Brock Bowers is rock solid, Smart said. He wanted to get things done as soon as he found out it had to be done. We were able to expedite that process. He's great. He looked everybody in the eyes today and wishing he could be out there. He's in great spirits. He got a great family. He's got great heart. 
He's a warrior, so he'll handle it the right way. On the optimistic side, Bowers could possibly return for Georgia's game against Missouri. There is also a scenario where he does not return until the college football playoff. In the event that Georgia makes it to that point of the season, at the tight end position, Georgia will lean more on sophomore Oscar Delp. Through six games, Delp has hauled in 13 receptions for 160 yards and two touchdowns. He's played in every game so far this season and has been an integral part of the place of the uh, piece of the offense. Sorry, this is not the first time Delp has been called upon to step up for an injured Georgia tight end. Delp's first significant action came against Ohio State last season when Darnell Washington left the game with an ankle injury. Delp earned praise from Todd Hartley after the performance when it mattered the most when Darnell came out in the semifinal game. He was able to go in there and perform at a high level, Hartley said in August. Even from that point, though, even from the Ohio State game, the growth he's had from spring to summer now has been exponential. I'm very proud of how hard he's worked. Superman is not real. He's dead. He's not alive. There is no player we're asking to step up and do more than we can. After Bowers of the game against Vanderbilt, Delp caught two passes for 32 yards. Beyond Delp, Georgia also has freshman Lawson Lucky and Pierce Spurlin. Lucky missed time earlier this season with the same ankle surgery Bowers underwent. Lucky made his debut against Kentucky. Lucky played seven snaps in Georgia's win over Vanderbilt. Smart spoke about Lucky during his press conference on Tuesday. Lawson has done a fabulous job rehabbing from his injury. He's done a great job, Smart said of Lucky. I still don't think Lawson is 100%. He's been cleared to play since Auburn. Georgia has five regular season games left, starting with an October 28th game against Florida. Georgia next plays Missouri on Ole Miss at home before traveling to Tennessee on November the 18th. Georgia wraps up the regular season on November the 25th against Georgia Tech. The Bulldogs are off this week and sit as the number one ranked team in the country. What do you guys think? I feel pretty optimistic about what Kirby Smart's saying, and I think it goes a lot with what I said. I mean, as much as I would like to have seen him win a Heisman Trophy award, I think at this point you want to get him healthy. You want to get him back to normal. You want to think about the uh, young man's career. That's what you want to think about. And Kirby Smart, the Georgia Bulldog coaches, his family, the team, the whole state behind. We're behind you, Brock Bowers. We're behind you all who go through it each and every day, through the surgery, through the pain, to push yourselves to the limit that you do for the name of college football. So our prayers are with you, Brock Bowers. Well, the topic of the water cooler gossip is how will the Bulldogs fare now with the key players being out? Dog Nation's Connor Riley wrote this article stating that there's no sugarcoating Brock Bowers' injury. The star tight end underwent tightrope surgery on Monday after picking up a dreaded high ankle sprain in Georgia's win over Vanderbilt. Bowers is expected to mix the next four to six weeks. The optimistic end would have him back for Ole Miss. There's also a world where Bowers doesn't return until the college playoff should Georgia make it there. Georgia players and Kirby Smart will have next man up on repeat over the next couple of weeks. When it comes to replacing Bowers, in reality, there's no replacing a player as special as Bowers. If someone else could do what the start end could do, they would. But there's only one Bowers. Bowers replacement Oscar Delp knew that back in August. I love playing with Brock and everything, I mean. I'm just trying to be the next Oscar Delp, Delp said. I mean, obviously, everyone wants to be like Brock Bowers and make the plays that he makes, and they're crazy. It's great to have a guy like that in the room that can kind of mentor me and also just be one of my buddies that I just hang out with. I mean, I'm just trying to focus on my game and just be the next Oscar Delp. I think that's exactly what you need to do. 
You need to stop worrying about everybody else saying, well, who's the next Brock Bowers? Don't worry about who's the next Brock Bowers. Oscar Delp's attitude is the best attitude he could have. You need to focus on being Oscar Delp. What do you bring to the game? What elements do you add to the, the, the play action? What uh, elements do you bring towards the, 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 the sprints and the runs? Be Oscar Delp. Delp isn't the only player, though, that will have to step up in Bowers' absence. Georgia is going to have to replace his impact in the aggregate. It will look for players such as Lad McConkey. we talked about that yesterday, Marcus Roseme jack Saint, and don't forget about Dejon Edwards, to be the best versions of themselves. The best versions of themselves. Much as Bowers is on a down-by-down basis, Bowers is the type of player who could be the difference not just between a national championship, but even winning the SEC championship. We know he'll miss the next couple of weeks, just as Georgia enters its toughest stretch of games. Those games should tell us a lot about the championship ability of the rest of the Georgia team. For a schedule that has been often maligned, it is certainly shaping up to be a tricky conclusion to SEC play. That was true even before Bowers' surgery. Three of Georgia's next four opponents are currently ranked. The only one that isn't is a 5-2 Florida team that Georgia will play next in Jacksonville, Florida. While Kirby Smart owned, or I'm sorry, while Kirby Smart has owned the rivalry of late, even the newest of Georgia fans, now weird things happen in Jacksonville, and they ain't lying. If anything happens strange, it's always the Florida-Georgia game. Should the Bulldogs make it through the world's largest outdoor cocktail party without a blemish, it will then host number 20 Missouri and number 13 Ole Miss, despite, of course, unless they have some serious losses over their weekends. Before going on the road to take on number 17 Tennessee, and again, that's if Tennessee still ranked 17 when that time comes. Tennessee has some... Good football teams they're going to be going up against here very soon as well. Georgia will be favored in all of those games and has the talent to win them. Georgia is also 1-6 against the spread this season, and it just lost its best player. Bowers played a huge role in Georgia coming away with a road win over Auburn, its toughest game to date. This is where Georgia is going to need guys to step up and show perhaps Bowers' best attribute. His ability to make championship-winning plays has been on display since he led Georgia in receiving in his very first game as a freshman. Whether it be his touchdown against Alabama in the 2022 National Championship game or his improbable fourth-down conversion against Ohio State, Bowers has come up clutch time and time again for Georgia in big spots. Georgia is going to need other players to flex those same muscles. Replicating that won't just be up to McConkie and Carson Beck, but on both sides of Georgia's roster. I don't know when it's going to be, but it's going to be a Monroe Freeling or a Lawson Lucky moment where a kid's got to go in and play, Smart said. It's coming. We just don't know who. I tell the guys all the time, there's 22, 44 players, twos, and threes that we've got to get every single rep we can for them so they're prepared for this stretch run of five games. Guys, it's going to be physical and tough. We may or may not be playing with a full deck. We've got to go and get better. To Smart's point, you don't need to be a future first-round draft pick to make winning plays. You simply need to be the next man up for Georgia. Winning without Bowers is going to be a challenge. Georgia as a team is going to have to get better and to do it as fast with its upcoming schedule. The off week should allow Georgia the time to start showing it can be a championship-level team, at least internally. Georgia has won the last two national championships with Bowser being the team's best offensive player. He was inarguably the 2023 team's best player. He was an integral part of those teams' championship DNA. We know Bowers has that championship-winning DNA. We're going to find out if this 2023 Georgia team does as well. 
What are your thoughts on that, guys? I feel like to me that, you know, we've seen the team come together as a whole. The main focus they need to do is not worry about not having Brock Bowers, but focus on being Georgia Bulldogs. That's the factor. That's the important key element. You don't want to come in and think to yourself, we don't have Brock, we can't do it. Most of college football, a lot of your commentators and sports announcers will say it, but most of college football is all a mental game. It's amazing how much you've seen the game switch gears when the stadium gets behind the fans, when the stadium gets behind the, uh, the players, I mean, you know, they, 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 they change the game. It's all a mental game. It really is. Even down to the plays, the plays are a mental strategy. What can we do next? What can we do to throw them off? So I feel like to me, if Georgia Bulldogs are truly the back-to-back championships that they are, they will find a way to win without Brock Bowers. Will it be tough? Yes. Is it going to be easy? No. Will Brock Bowers be back? Yes, he will. Let's just focus on the one game at a time. Let's be complacent, just like Kirby Smart said. We cannot go in it and win with the attitude of thinking we are perfect. We go in with a complacent mindset, we do the best we can, and we take it one game at a time. What are your thoughts? Leave me a comment. Don't forget to email us. Between the hedges podcast at gmail.com. Go to our website. Send us a message that way. The link is in the podcast description below. You can also call us at 706 389-0770. We'll be back. Between the Hedges is brought to you by Michelle's Custom Design. They make all sorts of custom sports team wreaths, Christmas wreaths, and door signs. They can customize your order to your likings. Go to our website and scroll down to our sponsors section and click on Michelle's Custom Designs. It's not too late to get your custom Georgia Bulldog wreath made today. We have samples of their products on our Facebook page. Now is the time to get your custom order. Check out Michelle's Custom Designs. Welcome back, Between the Hedges fans. I'm your host, Russ. You're listening to the podcast. If you guys have not had a chance to figure out what you want to put on your door this season, now is the time to reach out to Michelle's Custom Designs. As you just heard, they do custom sports design wreaths. And I'm telling you, they're really good. You can go on our Facebook page, take a look at the designs yourself, and see for yourself. They are some seriously quality designed wreaths and door signs and with christmas coming around the corner guys it'll be here before you know it might as well go and get yourself a christmas wreath but why not get a normal christmas wreath get one decked out in your favorite college football team like the georgia bulldogs all right make sure you guys check out michelle's custom designs she's got some great products well georgia let's think will the staff be able to have some decisions to make here soon they have placed three players on espn's mid-season all-american team Dog Nation's Connor Riley writes here that the Georgia Bulldogs are past the midpoint of the season. With the Saturday's 37-20 win over Vanderbilt moving the team to 7-0 on the season, Georgia is the number one ranked team in the country at this point, in part because of talented players such as Brock Bowers, Cedric Van Pran, and Milwaukee Starks. Those three players were all named to ESPN's midseason All-American team. Bowers is Georgia's leading receiver to this point, but he will miss some time after having ankle surgery. The talented tight end is expected to miss the next four to six weeks as he recovers. Replacing his impact will not be an easy task for the Bulldogs. In Bauer's absence, Oscar Delt will see an uptick in snaps, as we mentioned in a previous uh, segment. Bowers is a two-time All-American. In addition to winning the Mackey Award as the best tight end in college football last season, Georgia can also lean several on several wide receivers to try and replicate his production. 
Van Pran in his third, third season as Georgia's starting center, he's helped quarterback Carson Beck with his transition to being the team's starting quarterback. To this point in the season, Beck is the SEC's second leading passer. The Bulldogs are also posted their best rushing effort of the season against Vanderbilt. Van Pran also has been tasked with keeping the Georgia's offensive line together despite multiple injuries. You also have Amarius Mims, who's missed the last four games with ankle injury. His replacement, Xavier Truss, he left the Vanderbilt game with an ankle injury. Georgia has rotated between Dylan Fairchild and Micah Morris as the left guard position as well. Defensively, Starks has been a dominant player for Georgia from the jump. The sophomore safety has 25 tackles, two interceptions, and four pass breakups. That's with fellow safety Javon Bullard missing multiple games with an ankle injury. Starks was one of the best true freshmen in college football last season and has only gotten better as sophomore ESPN's Chris Lowe wrote of Starks, the 6'1", 205-pound, Starks is the only safety in the country to rank in the top 15 for both coverage grade and run defense grade, according to Pro Football Focus. Georgia could very well have had a handful of other Bulldogs represented on the season and All-American lists should they continue to build off strong seasons. Defensive guard Tate Ratledge, inside linebacker Small Munden, cornerback Kamari Lassiter, and defensive back Tyke Smith have all flashed at times this season for Georgia. Georgia and Alabama were tied for the most representatives on the team with three. The Bulldogs will get some much-needed rest this week as they are off. Georgia then resumes play on October the 28th when it takes on the Florida Gators in Jacksonville, Florida. The game is set for a 3.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on CBS. You know, I want you guys to think about this for one moment. We've had a lot of injuries this season and last season. It's, it's part of football. It happens. But are you guys seeing what I'm seeing? The moment that we do have someone get injured, we have somebody who's ready to take their place, and they do very well. We have to trust the Georgia Bulldogs scouting team, uh, to, uh, agencies. We have to trust the Georgia Bulldogs coaches and staff that they are not only preparing this team to win the championship, but they're preparing them to win more games. We cannot focus on one person being out and think to ourselves, well, that's it, the game's over, because we have the next man up. We have to trust Kirby Smart, trust the coaches. Will we be frustrated? Will we throw the remote controls at the TV? Will we yell out loud? Probably yes. But it's okay. They're going to get through it. I really feel like we are not done for this year. I think other people are probably writing us off, probably telling us that we're finished. We need to call it home, come back to Athens, and just wrap ourselves up for the winter and just ready to come back next year. But we're not done yet, guys. I don't think the Georgia Bulldogs are finished yet. I think that when we come back from this bye week, when we come back from the Georgia-Florida game and we see what they do there, I think that will give every single Bulldog fan a glimmer of hope on what's next. We'll be back right after this. Once again, we come to Nashville and it feels like a home game. We had a lot of UGA red in the stands. To see a red there as we came across the field and a lot of red on their side. So I was really appreciative of our fans making it like a home game. Welcome back Between the Hedges fans. I'm your host, Russ. I have a special guest with me in the uh, stadium today. My youngest son is with me today. He hasn't been feeling well, so he's uh, he's going to help me do this segment today. Um, and he's just basically here being my technical support, which apparently I didn't have my microphone turned on. So my previous segments uh, may have sound echoey and sound like I was talking in the distance because, well, frankly, um, it wasn't turned on. So I apologize about that, fans. So 
Getting on to our third segment, do you all remember the old days when we would play Nintendo games, and as soon as we would die, we would hit the reset button so that our last life would not be taken? Well, the Bulldogs might need something like that. Mike Griffith writes on Dog Nation, it's time for Georgia football reset. Yes, this is the Georgia football program that has won 24 straight games and back-to-back national titles. But no, this is not the Georgia team that won those two championships or 17 of those past 24 games while producing 25 NFL draft picks. These Bulldogs, 7-0 overall and 4-0 in the SEC East, with the October 28th showdown with the Florida approaching have lost their Superman to an ankle injury that required surgery. First ballot College Football Hall of Fame lock and statue worthy tight end Brock Bowers has fallen, leaving the offense in desperate need of a pick-me-up. Coach Kirby Smart has built a program deep in talent and proven in development, but the next man up crowd whistling past the graveyard is missing the point. There is no substitute for Bowers, any more than Georgia has found any sort of replacement on defense that come close to equaling the likes of Jalen Carter and Nolan Smith. The sky is not falling, but it is cloudy with a chance of severe storms ahead as the Bulldogs transition into a backloaded and particularly vicious SEC schedule. When is the last time Georgia or any other team has finished its league slate against four teams that are quite likely still in control of their own college football playoff destiny? Florida, Missouri, Ole Miss, and Tennessee remain contenders. Eager to find a place in the history books is the team that derailed this record-breaking Georgia program. It's a doable as evidenced by what played out last Saturday at Vanderbilt amid the SEC's most wretched football setting with steel beams, cranes, dirty paths, and chain-link construction fencing all around. These number one ranked Bulldogs sputtered on offense, defense, and special teams in the first 18 minutes of the game, even before Bowers went down. Smart has acknowledged Georgia having such issues, repeating each week the need for improvement. The Bulldogs' number one ranking in notches in the win column have masked reality for those who only have time for highlight shows. Auburn, South Carolina, and Vanderbilt are combined 110 against the rest of the conference, and yet each led by at least a touchdown over Georgia. Smart saw no point in turning his post-game press conference at Vanderbilt last Saturday into a gripe session, as poorly as his team played at times. I'm really proud of of our players being resilient and fighting through some turnovers, some adversities, some sloppy play, some injuries, Smart said. But at the end of the day, they responded, and they got up to play on the road in the SEC, so I am proud of them for that. SEC legend Tim Tebow shared how he wished Florida would have celebrated its wins more during his historic 22-game win streak he led in the 2008-09. Tebow, like Bowers, was once thought physically indestructible until he wasn't, getting knocked out of a game at Kentucky. Bowers, unlike Tebow, won't have the opportunity to bounce back one week later and perhaps not even for the remainder of the season depending on when doctors clear him to play. Georgia must get better fast. Another message Smart has delivered this season as the momentum in the league has shifted. I feel great about the bye week. I'm glad it's here, Smart said. We'll try to get better. People don't understand what a bye week really is. I mean, it's an opportunity for growth week for me. It's not a bye week. I don't look at it as a time off. We've got some players that need it, and we're a banged up football team. It's a team that needs a reset in the football building, in the locker room on the practice field, and on game days. The NIL deals, paid shows, and midweek autograph signings are nice for the UGA players, and they are now an acceptable part of college football. But those things weren't a part of the 2021 and 2022 teams, and they aren't helping this Georgia team to get better. In the Vanderbilt game alone, the 15,000 or so UGA fans who drove to Nashville watched Georgia fumble, muffle punt, botch a snap, blow defensive assignments, drop passes, miss tackles, and make errant throws. 
The Bulldogs' defensive coaching staff, arguably the best in college football, were schemed up for 75-yard scoring drives at the start of the game in Commodore's first possession of the second half. Big picture, Georgia's championships are flickering, cast very much in doubt when Bowers crumpled into the turf on that gloomy national afternoon under the so-called Ring of Fire eclipse. The Bulldogs might not have reached the past two college football playoffs without Bowers' regular season contributions, and now Smart must challenge the coaches and the players on this team, this 2023 version of Georgia football, to find a way to do just that. I tell the guys all the time, there's 22-44 that are twos and threes that we've got to get every single rep we can for that, so we can rep we can for them so they prepared for this stretch run of five games, Smart said. Guys, it's going to be a physical and tough. We may or may not be playing with a full deck. We've repeated that before in multiple segments. Indeed, and now Georgia must find a way to trump the competition without the best offensive player to wear silver britches since the incomparable Herschel Walker. For us, we have 12 games, maybe 13, and every week is a season, Smart explained. Last Saturday, we just finished a season. It was a long week, and it was a season. Guess what? We're going to have another two-week season now. Then we'll have a one-week season. A one-week season. We want to win every season we can. That's the goal. Georgia has had an incredible run. 24 consecutive victories, 23 in a row at home, and 20, another 23 straight against SEC teams. Many of the stars and heroes of the 2021 and 2022 team that were willing to eat off the floor and keep the main thing, the main thing won't be coming out of the tunnel in Jacksonville. It's up to this 2023 team to show the resiliency and focus needed to keep the streak going and write their own script into the history books. It will be the continuation or the end of the longest winning streak in Georgia football history. Fans, what do y'all think about this? I know me and my son here are, are, are really excited for this next football game coming up, but I can tell you right now, we know we're going to have to do our best. We're going to have to stop these mistakes that we're making. We should not have come out of Vanderbilt with the score that they got. We should have dominated that, but we have to stop these mistakes. That's the way it is. That's the process. That's the problem. These mistakes are going to cost us. Are we going to make mistakes against the Florida Gators? Probably. Like they have said before, are we going to be the first half Bulldogs to show up and nom- dominate the whole game? Or are we going to be the second half Bulldogs that come back and are we're known as the comeback kid? I personally like to be the first half team that wins the whole team, the whole whole game right away because to me it's less stressful from a fan's perspective. But hey, I'm just a fan. What do I know? Let me know what you guys think in the comments. Send us an email between the hedges podcast at gmail.com. Go to our website link below. Click on that description. You'll be able to see the information there and you can send us a message through our website. You can call us, 706-389-0770. Me and my son will be back right after this. Do you feel like you were the number one team in the country tonight? I don't care. I don't care. I want to be the number one team at the end of the year, and the goal to get there is to get better. I I could care less what anybody ranks. I love that interview that they did with Kirby Smart there. It shows the complacency. He doesn't really focus on playing as a number one team. He just wants to play a good game. He wants to win the football game. And then if he's number one at the end of the year, that's a bonus. We all heard him talk about the All Blacks at the beginning of the season, this rugby team that he's been watching. I actually went and watched the team play. And it's amazing to think that they have won as many games as they have won in the rugby series. And they go up against good rugby teams. It's not like they're just a dominating team that keeps winning every time. But they have this mentality of being complacent, being efficiently fine with the way things are and playing each game to the best of their abilities. 
Kirby Smart's just trying to incorporate that mentality into the Bulldogs. Now, I don't know exactly the, 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 the elements of rugby versus football, if there's a difference in between the strategies and the plays. I don't know if the stress level is the same. But to me, I look at it this way. You're an undefeated team for any sport. Don't make a difference what the sport is. That's a challenge, period, because we're human beings. We make mistakes. But to come into the game, having a complacent mind, mindset is the best thing you can do for a college football team. And I think that Kirby Smart's got the knowledge. We're paying him the bucks to do this. We need to put our faith and trust in him. And I think he will steer us to the championship. If he is as good as he has been in these past seasons with Bowers and not Bowers, I think we still have a shot at the championship. That's just my thoughts, though, giving you guys his comments. Uh, we are still looking into the status of Bowers. We'll keep you guys posted. Don't forget, remember, any late-breaking news that will be posted is going to be posted on our TikTok channel. You can go to our website, click on the TikTok link from there, and follow us on the TikTok channel. It's a lot easier for us to post these little you know, updated news quick and easy on there, fast and simple, than to actually stop and do a whole podcast. I'm sure if anybody's ever done a podcast, they'll tell you that that's not an easy thing to do. Podcasts are not late-breaking news events. That's not what they're there for. Podcasts are here to talk about events, talk about things, and talk about stuff. That's what the podcasts are for. Don't forget, we post all of the articles we discuss on our Facebook page. Don't forget to follow, like, and turn on the notifications for the podcast so you can be notified. You can reach out to us by email, podcast at gmail.com. Don't forget our website. You can send us a message, or you can call and leave a message at 706-389-0770. Talk to you later, BTH fans. Go dogs.